from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I am Brian Maiman, as most of you know, but those of you who don't know, I'm Brian Maiman. And uh, what does that mean to you? Not much. Other than um, this mess was my idea. <laughs> um, so I guess that that would be my, um, my idea is on uh, the uh, business card. So anyway, but it has manifested way past that. I, I was thinking about this the other day. We were going to be a directory for these outfitters. And then uh, um, shortly thereafter, we uh, looked at this and went, okay, we need to start booking for them. And then Brad and I went on a hunt. The first, the first client that we ever started booking for um <laughs> lane right and uh um that was interesting so uh but we did have a great time shot a couple whopper bears so anyway but let me go uh through this before i digress too much um to my right is brian martin senior hunt consultant with rolling bones outdoors good to have you here today brian I'm good to be here. Yes. A little windy today. It is windy. Last night was super oh, yeah. windy in oh, Spearfish, yeah. South Dakota. The, the, the house was shaking last night. It was about 2 a.m. So I was like, what in the heck? And then across from me is, uh, I don't know if you'd call him one of the founders, but one of the founders because we have founded so many uh, dumb ideas here that we've developed and then not ran with. But uh, um, as we've manifested this, Brad, Brad, hashtag 393 Dana. So, and the 393, yes, that's for a bull he passed in the morning because he thought he'd do better. Thought he'd uh, grow during the yeah. day. He, he, didn't did find, he didn't find the last seven <laughs> inches, brother. <laughs> oh, man, I saw that picture on your Zoom uh, profile. Oh, yeah. And, and I remember taking that picture because you walked up to him, and in true Brad fashion, he was concerned that he might have made a mistake after he squeezed the trigger. And <laughs> the I'm collateral like, thinker. A collateral thinker, and I'm shaking my head going, you just have no idea. We walked up to it. And, and when he couldn't get his hands around after the, between the fifths and the sixth, it, it carried that much mass. He was like, he's like, what did I just shoot? Um, and uh, so it's pretty crazy. But anyway, Giant. hashtag 393. Good to have you today, Brad. Awesome. Awesome as, to be here. As always, good to be here. Number then, 90. Number 90. That's right. 90, 90, 90. And bleep, you've done 90 of these damn things. 90 of them. 90 of them. And you've kept Brian Martin. P we've not lost our rating for PG-13. We have not. <laughs> <laughs> Big milestone. So ten more means we're at a hundred. Is that that's your one hundred? Yep. And we haven't even had the results for the Hannibal mask to put on him during the podcast yet. But it's sitting here. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. We've definitely had to bleep him out. You know, it's funny. We call you bleep, but you're not into that. You're not an editor that uses beep beep beep. It's more silent. A little more subtle. You you just do that. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and here here's the Brian Mayman. Uh, bleep because he does an auto bleep he does his sell, says, a sell an auto yeah exactly yeah. what the will i because you guys are so <laughs> incompetent we can't understand you're doing exactly so i figure you know what i heard one time is that that your short-term memory is what uses swear words well my 
memory is always using them because we own a butcher shop. We have other business. You know, you, you, you need a you need a um, concrete company. I'm really pick it <laughs> oh up. Oh my God, Tracy Just, Bell. Why don't you watch <laughs> Deadwood for a while, and that'll really oh, oh, that'll right. pick up yeah. your short term. Al Swearinger. Swear <laughs> up to his name, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that was a good show. He'd so. embarrass an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> it makes Martin's face grow red. <laughs> exactly. I so, will say, though, since he started doing our, our TV show, was more heavily – he had to work harder on that because, uh, I don't know, there's more in the heat of the moment on the TV show. <laughs> no, I would not want to run for president because that shit might get out. Oh, it's out there somewhere. Brad and Mark, definitely. The truth comes you, out. Usually, usually I'm pretty calculated all the time. It's Yeah, uh, but it's hard to remember you're wearing a wireless mic sometimes. It, it, you really get too comfortable, a little bit too comfortable. So it's funny because I talked to a guy today in the industry. He owns a giant magazine and uh, um, has a huge following. And he would like to partner with us, and is he's he's uh, super excited about what we do and 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 our software and what we're uh, um, uh, you know. I guess what we're growing here in our community. And anyway, he said, uh, you guys, uh, um, you had a TV show. Why would you stop? And I'm like, oh, we had mic issues. No. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, anyway, well, well, today we are going to talk about what's hot, what's not, and, and what the trends are right now we're seeing. Did and, you ask him well, why can, do you still have one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I can say that the Democratic yeah. Party's not hot right now. Yeah. Oh, they're a hot mess. I, yeah. I disagree. <laughs> you yeah. think it's the Democrats or the liberals? Uh, you know, which I'm not neither one. What is, if you listen well, to hey, Joe Manchin, what a, what a what a thoughtful person is he, he though? Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Right. That's why I say. I that. mean, you know, he has a lot of good points. You know, my, my grandpa was a Democrat, and and my, my he's a moderate was, liberal. But but it's just you know it's it's uh, they used to have different ideas on how to get to the same place. Today they have different places they want to get, and no, it's not the same ideas at all. It's you know? it's polar opposite. Did you see Brian? Is it Brian Jennings? Uh, NBC, SN, uh, MSNBC, it was CBS. Peter, it wasn't Peter Jennings. Uh, Peter, no, no, no. Brian. Uh, um, oh, uh, Williams. Brian Williams. Did yeah. you see his? Uh, he he resigned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you hear his his final night speech? I when didn't. did he resign? Uh, j- last week, and he said, "Listen, I just want everybody to know that the the." Uh, um, the the dark cloud that used to stand on the edge of the t- a town is no longer on the edge of the town. It's in Main Street. It's in it's in. I mean, it was it was pretty. And I don't know what his deal is. So it was interesting to hear him say. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about hunting today. Wow, we haven't even got to the what's hot and what's not. Because no, you got- digressed it about uh, what's you you said the Democratic Party. But yeah. I digress. But I digress. You know, but the Republican Party's one bad decision away from being in the same damn place. They're all a bunch of idiots. So, anyway. Um, and uh, <laughs> On that positive note. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. That's um, why we don't do politics and podcasts no, that much. No, politics and podcasts don't. Leave do. that to Joe Rogan. Exa- yeah, and you know what? And, I, and even some They're of his... They're even him out. Dude. I, uh, on some of his podcasts, Mark- I saw a highlight, and they were he was dropping the F-bombs, and they weren't showing it. Our governor is doing a pretty – she's got a lot going for her, though, man. She's doing a lot of good things in South Dakota. 
I heard she got a nice buck this year. She got. She a had a really nice huge white tail. buck, a and, killer buck. And you need to shut up and not name the name of the state and what's going on here because I don't need more people. Right. I, 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 Brian Bleep and I were in front of the migration here. We, we were aware of this uh, 10, 15, 15 and seventeen years ago, right? Almost twenty. Almost twenty. Yeah. So I'm I'm at seventeen. So, so I had a guy today who moved from northeastern Iowa. And I was like, Northeastern Iowa, that doesn't even make sense. I'm just so used to California, New York, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Eastern Island. Right even now. a few Montanans. What town was he from? Uh, oh, I, he was, uh, was it, I don't, I don't remember. I, I guarantee you, I know that town. I'll guarantee you, you I know that town too. Because right, I said, I said you would have been you a little. you hear me slurping, I'm drinking New Glarus <laughs> Brewing Company Spotted From Wisconsin. Cow. Yes, from New Glarus, Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin. So anyway, <laughs> I said, I said, that's hardly even a move. I said, he goes, well, are you from Spearfish? And I said, well, I was born in Deadwood. And he goes, well, you're the second local person I've been able to find in Spearfish. <laughs> I was like, really? Oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I talked to one yeah. guy out at the dump, and he said he's originally from Spearfish, but he's moving because it's too big now. <laughs> so he's moving to Bell or Be I Beulah? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> moving to Beulah. One Population 33. But, but that's go. the way Bozeman, Montana is. You yeah. go there and they're, they're all out from out of town. people are out of state yeah. or out of town. Yeah. Right. So, what's hot? What's not? What's Tell me, hot? I what's know. not? And what the trends are today in in that we're seeing? And you know, because here's the thing: you know, and, and as well as anybody, we've seen it. You know, a few years ago, big moose were everything. Everybody wanted the big moose, 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 moose. And then it was brown bear before that. And then after that, you know, right now, you know, we have some trends that are pretty distinct in the market. I was talking to a, a big hunter uh, this afternoon that's hunted all over the country. Like, was he 6'6"? Six, six? What, what's big? Yeah, he's 6'5", 240, about my size. Um, so <laughs> Big anyway, hunter. Um, Is that like a fancy hunt? Um <laughs> He, he hunts a lot over the country. <laughs> you know what? Somebody put a quarter in Brad. I know. <laughs> do I have to? Um, do I have to take you guys out? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> bleep him the rest of the night. Bleep. Okay. So anyway, so he hunts a lot, right? Oh, okay. And he's after the same thing that everybody else is. And when I told big him the price, there? big mule deer. That's right. Brian. And, he, and I told him, that he goes, I said, are we taking good care of you? Have you gotten a call? You know, and he says, yeah, your gal has emailed me about three, four. I keep asking for more and she keeps sending them to me. And uh, she, he goes, uh, boy, you have an amazing amount of, uh, um, of uh, uh, hunts in there. And I said, yeah. I said, well, and he said, but I don't not, you know, I didn't know I was expecting to spend that kind of money on a big meal there. And I said, listen, I go, that's what you're going to have to spend. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, there's a there's a way to fix that. Just change the definition of big. It, right, mm -hmm. right. What I was just going to say. But he wants 180 or above. That's well. Well, where that gets really difficult is on 190 and above. Then we'll just change it from inches to centimeters. No. Yeah. Well, you understand what I'm saying, I know, I know. okay? Um, and what yeah, big mule deer are bigger mule are the hottest of the hot right now. Yep. So he, so he asked a question. I thought it was super good question. He goes. So if big mule deer literally are running between ten and fourteen thousand right now, what are big elk going for? And I go, uh, 
about ten to fourteen thousand. Oh, he goes, "Are you kidding me?" I go, "No." And, and actually, there's a lot more than that. Yeah, and I go, "And if you get to buy a landowner tag to go with it, you see right more. now there's there, there's those twenty five thousand dollars sure. deer, but you can get a you can we can kill you a good three thirty three fifty type bill or get you hunting one of those. Yeah. you know what I'm saying for that same money that one hundred and eighty to two hundred inch. Here's the reality with big mule deer: unless you're re- really ready to pony up money for some sort of a tag that you can get or you have a lot of points, it's just hard. Because it's hard to even find big mule deer right now. So, you know, big 180 oh, yeah. plus, you know, you got to plan for it. Yeah, you like do. Alberta's been doing good again. Alberta's produced some good bucks the last couple of years. There's some western states that I would like not to mention because we are not, uh, we are not one of those fancy uh, penthouse paper uh, magazine um, companies that um, chase – uh, everybody apply here because they have giant mule deer. I, I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. That's not us as a company. We we have outfitters we like to protect and and work with, and um, but I would say there's a couple other states right now, even in spite of the drought, that we still have had good mule deer results. In. Utah. I would like not to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Utah, yes, always Utah, Brian, yeah. or bleep. Um, and, and Utah always has private landowner tags that can get really expensive. Yep. But, but they're, they're more than that. They're anywhere from fourteen to 18000 You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what? You, you have Arizona, and you have some places in New Mexico. Yeah. You know, you have the Hickoria that, that always produces big deer. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Mexico does if you go the right place. And Mexico. Here's the only problem I would say to Mexico. We were, I was talking to a couple of the best outfitters in the country, and people have some of the most – and some of the most predominant ones on last Thursday – and some of the people have such an unrealistic expectation of Mexico, and everybody that has a 60,000-acre ranch is booking $12,000 uh, mule deer hunts and saying they have 200-inch deer and they've killed two, uh, one last year and the one year before that. You know, So you've got to be careful when you're maneuvering around that. And what is your expectation of the hunt? Because a, Mex- a Mexico mule deer hunt is not like – It's not like Alberta, that's for sure. No. No. It's not like Eastern Plains of Colorado. No, it's just, I mean, it's just so different. I mean, some, there's a value, in my opinion, to the, uh, the, the type of hunt that it is. Well, <laughs> no. Mex- the, Mex- the way they used to hunt Mexico no, I agree, was Brad. they used to yeah. track them and they would find a big track in the sand and they would track it. And that's how they always hunt them. If you read the Outdoor Life magazines from way back, that's what they used to do. They'd have a Mexican tracker that knew the area well. And he would say, this is a big deer. I don't know how, what the horns look like because we don't have trail cameras. And then you'd have a quick shot at 50 to 150 yards typically. And a lot of times you'd shoot just a three by four. Other times, you, So you couldn't really judge them. They weren't high rack hunting back then. They weren't hunting water holes. They didn't have feeders. Um, so that's all changed now. But that's yeah, still feeders, a trick. There's a few guys that will do that. And um, uh, I would say subsidized grain has helped Mexico. But guys would walk five to ten miles a day. So would a fence that's like twelve and a half feet high that's um, got a hole or two in it, so it can be considered free range. That might not be. Mm-hmm. That helps Mexico. Well, the biggest thing in the desert, if you can control the water, there's actually decent feed in the desert, but it's not good water. And if they don't have good water, the drought it's not yeah. good, right? So they right. they control the water and the feed, and they always have consistent meal there. You don't have those ups and downs. You'll have big racks every year. So in 2022, if you had your choice, where would you go to find a 180 class? 
Well, it depends if you were drawing the tag, if you had any point. I mean, if yeah. you don't yeah, have Okay, points. so that's a good but question. I mean, Actually, let's answer that both ways. Uh, uh, Brad, if you, had, um, if you had enough points to draw, exactly, it, right. where would you go if you were on a draw scenario? Colorado. Colorado, okay. Brian, where would you go? For a draw? Yeah. If you had the points, you said, I have enough points in this state. What's uh, the Arizona, if I had enough yeah, points, yeah, okay. obviously. So, no, that's good, though, because uh, obviously. The, the Arizona this year was not producing big deer, though. No. You yeah. actually got bigger deer. The thing about Arizona. Southern Arizona did okay. But if I, I mean, well, obviously. Some ranches, some of the private not ranches. Like, not like Utah and, and Colorado. And, and actually, the high country of Wyoming produced some really good deer this year. Okay, so let's use that. I heard you. Okay, so high country Wyoming, western Wyoming. Well, because that, if you have a drought year, that, the high that country. Would be, that would be my lowest one, and for the reason, because where you want to draw there, residents go buy a tag 100%. at five and drive. It's not a and good guided hunt. No, and it's pure. You, you have so much on the line because you have a 19-year-old kid who's never even been on that mountain, drives up, parks his truck, um, walks a mile in, sits down, fog lifts, there's a 230-inch deer. Boom, done. That maybe and three yeah. other three other non-typical type outfitters are sitting on it, right? And they, that somebody paid twelve thousand bucks right. to, and, and they and, have nothing else as a backup, and they got and nothing. it's over just like that. Yeah, you know. So, so that's and, my and problem. If you're in good physical condition, he can get you places that others don't. But if you're not, you're not killing some of those deer, right? And so, so I that's say, I, when I say he, I, I, you're, I you're, generalize all those outfitters. No, it's a, it's just a problem. It makes zero sense. Competing in three drains. It's well, an LE deer tag draw. It's a, a limited entry draw hunt for non-residents. Residents can go to Walmart or cost you know or Mini Mart and buy a tag. And, and they're they're all hunting. Okay, so just Wyoming's down on your list. It's 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 fairly high on yours. Well, no, if you're just looking at a good place that's produced them big mule deer this year, bigger than average than normal Wyoming. But and and one of the things that that to to expound on what Brad said, the problem with Wyoming's mule deer, from a guided standpoint in the West, is if you if it's wilderness or forest service or whatever, you're going guided, the outfitter cannot spike camp out with deer and elk hunters. So you get an outfitter that's a great hunter. He has to ride two to three hours in yep. the dark, in the morning, at night, and the residents can sleep on the mountain right across from the mule deer. So that beats up the hunter. You get, you know, they get two, three hours of sleep sometimes, and then they have to take a nap in the middle of the day to get to the same deer that the residents can sleep on. So, I mean, there's the guys that consistently shoot really big deer there, but it's, it's not really like a hunt that I would pr promote for a normal hunter. No, it's rough country in that. So in Colorado, those. so you're uh, um, you do a high country Colorado? Well, actually, not, not necessarily. necessarily. High country. No, I mean, I Colorado just has they so produce. such great yeah. milder hunting. That whole area uh, south of your parents' place. Um, well, that's Grand, Grand Junction. Junction. Grand Junction. Yeah. That whole area is south of there. That's towards Cortez, the yeah. Dolores Triangle yeah. in that country. That that's always produces. If you have points in that area, you, you know. I, one, one thing I've noticed about Colorado, though. Any unit almost can produce a 180-type deer if, yep. if you don't overhunt it. Like that state genetically has big deer from the plains all the way to Kansas and Nebraska, all the way down to the New Mexico All the way border. over into Utah. Well, <laughs> you get the New Mexico You know, the, cra the crazy thing, what you ask about, I mean, that's a tough question because you have Utah, you have a couple places here, in Utah, but 28 years to draw. We have you thousands have of people that Utah, listen to this every day with lots right. of points, and they want to know, right? right? Oh, yeah. and, and so this is good. But, I mean, Colorado is a place you can literally draw a really good tag fairly regularly. Yeah, with three to four points. Yeah. Every, every, every I mean, it's a, it's a real hunt. It's not like – I mean, 
you you have Utah and you have Arizona where you just you just pile your points and swing for the fences every year. Try to draw the tag, try to pull the tag, and if you do, you could have a great hunt. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Arizona now without trail cameras. Mm-hmm. I can't yep. imagine yep. the quality. I, yep. I mean, the the hunt doesn't get harder. I can't imagine people will totally quit using them. Who's that? There, I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure well, if, people if you have, I read the statute today. If you have a photo of a deer that you use for a hunting purpose, no matter what the photo was intended for, in it's Wyoming. illegal. No, in Arizona. You, you can still use them there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was writing year, some right? things down. Well, you, you can use, uh, apparently, the... That changes the strip beyond belief. I know. That's what I'm the saying. The strip was water holed up with cameras. You know, I, I, I'd been there before, you know, shed hunting and mm-hmm. stuff with one of the right. like, better outfitters in that area. I remember that. Yeah, you remember I that? I do remember we, that we, one. Yeah, we did a television show on it. Anyway, had a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would go up to these water holes right. and these the, basically cattle troughs. Yeah. Um, you know, and be th- like 10, 15, 20, 30, cameras. 40 cameras. Yep. Mm. But you had, you, you actually ask a super, super complex question that, no, that I like the it. more I think about it, the harder it is because you can't, you can't discount Utah. I mean, if you, if you drew, if you had enough points to draw, I got to tell you, Idaho, Idaho is one of those uh, states too. Idaho produce, that's that's a sleeper. And I think that a guy's got to, I was going to say Idaho point. for me. I was going to well, say for Idaho a wilderness for area, Idaho still might be the best. Yeah, There's I was still some say, big bucks in the Frank Church. I've been reading all kinds of stuff on it. It's got a big wilderness area. There's a lot of big bucks. There's a couple areas that you know, and, and I'm like, dude, Idaho might be it, you know, because right. they 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 produce big deer this year too. Yeah, well, every state though has some inside places. Even Oregon, Washington produce a few big deer. They just don't have the numbers that Colorado does. Western Montana, eastern eastern Montana is decimated, done. It's a three to five year recovery. Oh my I, gosh! I mean, we hunt a big ch- well, uh, chunk nor- of northeast it. Northeast Wyoming, same. Northeast, northeast Wyoming, Wyoming, western. I mean, western South we Dakota's had, west. You know, western South Dakota two years ago. How did Nebraska had, fare? This we were year. on a trajectory like this. We're flatlined now. Well, I think I think we're going to see. Well, it depends on what happens. Right now, we're really dry. You know, sixty. What was it? Sixty five degrees today in it was, December. Yeah, absolutely was. And there was what an eighty mile an hour wind last <laughs> night at my house. That's Holy crazy. cow! Little Chinook. Um, you know, I mean, it's dry and yeah, stuff flat be. out. And last week it was 70 degrees, you know, so we haven't had a lot today. of moisture. It was in the, like you said, mid 60s. But global warming shit's real. There might be a little climate change. But hey, I have a question. What was it? Uh, Glacier Bay, Alaska? There used to be no bay. When uh, was it Cook that found that? And he tried to. No, it, it was just glaciers then. It was just glaciers all the way to the ocean. And now it's a glacier you can map that. So I have a question. Was there global warming back in the 1800s? But anyway, it it's, it's really it hurt is. because normally South Dakota, uh, Nebraska um, has some really good hunting. But I mean, no more. I think it's all done. I would never apply for it if you guys are listening to this. <laughs> I think it's over. Well, for <laughs> that, Nevada, for that specific. Nevada always species. has some good hunting if you, if you don't want to go guided or if you want to go guided. But the problem is you can't. Guarantee when you're going to get a tag in Nevada because it's a bonus point system. So it's not like Colorado. Colorado, you can know when you get your tag. Wyoming, you can know. Oregon, you can know. Um, color, you know, but you can't do Idaho. that. Did you see that giant white tail? No, they kind of screwed up. Idaho's random. Mexico killed yeah. New Mexico. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a giant whitetail killed moon. That, that might be the state record. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, yeah. uh, uh, let, let's move back. Okay, so now – okay, so that was a lot of data. Thank yeah. you. So, so that's so, whoa, whoa, whoa. hot. Let's go back. Pick one. You got to pick one. Which one would it be? You got the points. You got to pick one. Um, I'd probably go Arizona. Okay. Um, you got the points. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Private or public? Uh, uh, public. Draw – Go on a hunt. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You don't have the points. You have the money. Next, so you can't go that way. You, you're using points. Well, points. You're gonna. You can draw a pretty good Arizona. Arizona, the good area is gonna take more points than Colorado. So which one? You got to make a choice here. It, this is not some wishy-washy. Colorado, because okay, you're in Colorado. and you're out. You're gonna have more consistency there because you don't have as much desert. So we got Arizona. We got Colorado, and Arizona does have a couple other units that have five, seven, eight years that you can draw that are good deer. Say Colorado. Okay. You what would know, you do? I would do Colorado. Not a question. I'd do Colorado. Colorado probably produces as many big bucks in one state as the next, all the surrounding ones. Yep. I, I would do Colorado, and then my second would be Idaho. Idaho is a sleeper for big deer. Yep. It, it really is. Well, and the thing is you can't apply for a sheep and a sh uh, deer. Right? No, I right. know. <laughs> That's why I didn't and think Idaho my first. And you the license. You know, it just, it's it's a, actually not a very good system <laughs> no, for guys no, who want to plan. It's, poor, is, it's is, such a poor is, system. That's it wasn't why. thought out at all. No. But anyway. It's okay for residents, but yeah. it's a disaster for non-residents. No, it, it really does not promote people coming in unless you want to go get an elk tag and go to the Selway National Forest and kill yourself. So literally, <laughs> physically figure Especially out. Especially in those old burns it. that haven't been cut oh out. Oh, my God. They're, they are the worst. So anyway, all right. So let's go back now. You have the money because we're, we're still going. Listen, remember, we're on what's hot, what's not. And um, we're on mule deer because that's hot. And we, will, we need to spend 15, 20 minutes real quick on, uh, before we wrap this up on other trends. That if I had seeing. the money. Yeah, if you had the money. If I you. had the money, uh, that, here's what I would do. I would do some upfront work and find out where my best chance because I'd buy a governor's tag. And that's how I would spend my money. And then I would have my guide with uh, – I would hire a guide and some uh, spotters and, and – uh, so I would wait until I heard back. I'd do some research and cast a big net. So for those not familiar, Governor's Tag is going to run you twenty and 25000 Oh, no, 75000 no, 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 Yeah, just um, yeah uh, you know what I should have said? Guided. <laughs> inflation. Okay. Fact, actually, Arizona, 8 Arizona, inflation. Arizona used to be 190000 <laughs> oh, Actually, wow. let's add a new, uh, a new ruling to this. Okay, let's, let's introduce a new bill. Oh, you're going to okay. change yeah, the rules I after am. I've already. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like my I, answer. No governor huh? tags. I, I'm Joe Biden. No governor's tax, oh. okay? Can't do it. What was my name? Where are we oh. at? What are governors? Oh, yeah, forget about it. All right. So, um, and there ends my reading. All right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So, anyway. <laughs> Isn't that about when he has an accident and walks off stage stiff? <laughs> anyway, I love it. Everybody's getting what they got coming. It's exactly what you wanted. You got it. So, anyway, um, uh, hey, listen. Oh, that was a slippery slope. and We jumped off. Let's jump back to the top. Okay, so we you can't do governor's tag. You got to buy a guided hunt. Where would you go? Mexico, Alberta. So here's uh, the thing: Mexico, a, a private ranch. Mexico is a neat else. thing. But How many can a, we do? Two or one? Oh, I'll give you your first choice and your second choice. If I just wanted to throw a bunch of money at something and just do a killer hunt, huh? I would do Colorado would stay in my uh, my well, front. You've got we, landowner tags also. Yeah, because that's, that's what I'm saying. we got landowner tags in Colorado, and then you can buy onto a ranch. So that's what I would do there. 
I very well might do Utah. And then my second one would be That's Utah. Huge. My second one would yeah. be Utah. Because I, I would go buy, you know, uh, you know, one of these $30,000 so, well, ranches. Well, the, pe- yeah, the best exactly. ranches in Utah may be better than the good runs in Colorado. Yeah, so well, then, then maybe I'd flip-flop. Talk to my nephew about that. Yeah, he killed expensive. a giant. He killed a yeah. giant. Big shout-out to him. Congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I would do. For that kind of money, i just go doll sheep and snow sheep hunting. That's not an option. That's not an option. <laughs> that's not an option. Well, if, if I didn't mind wearing a face mask and, pretend, you know, <clears throat> in having to deal with everything, I would, I would go to Alberta right now because for the money – you don't have to buy the land under tax because they can't pay. Well, yeah, so but that's defeating the purpose of the question. I mean, you're, this is a wish list deal where you just had a you got to spend other I've people's seen, money. I've seen some really good deer the last well two said. years come out of Alberta. Yeah, and you know what? A couple I, of the I biggest deer I've seen killed. To sneeze at, you know? No, but well, it, you know, and the, it's the, not the, stupid. The, the world I mean, record, it's expensive, but it's not stupid. Expensive. It's not stupid. The world record meal there is still from Alberta. Yeah, but I was trying to spend other people's money. Like if I had a so if I had a big old bucket full of money. It's big. Yeah, I had just looked that up. I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah, and, 355. And, and honestly, I, I like Mexico. I like it because it has a super long season, and you can go in December, January, or February and go. Mexico pre-ret. would be my third. Yeah. And, and the reason I like Mexico is not as much as the deer is. I like the locals. I like the food. Well, you can I also like shoot You like Kino Bay. I, I like it all. Well, you can go shoot coos deer also down there. So, okay. So, the mule deer hunting is crappy. You can still shoot a coos deer. So, mules deer, mule deer are hot. Coos deer are hot. Big elk are hot. Um, that's what we're seeing. Uh, moose are still popular, but not crazy like 10 years ago. Moose are popular, but not crazy. Uh, Audad are way hotter than they used to be. Audad yes. are hot. Um, Audad are hot. And I think I think there's a reason for that, and I like the reason. Are they hot, or are they they're just hot dis- because we love discovered. to do it? No, they're, they're, no, they're getting I discovered. I think they're trendy. They're, are they? They're, they're, they're trendy? trend right now. Super oh, fun. you got to go buy it. Let's say a Texas desert sheep tag guaranteed is going to be 70 to 90,000 if you want to stay in the U.S. That's the only guaranteed really desert sheep tag that's decent. There's some on the Indian reserves. There's it might be one or two landowner tags or special tags, but you're talking one-tenth the price for the same hunt, same same basic hunt for one-tenth the price. That's why Audat are popular. I mean, how many guys want to sp- spend sixty to 80,000 on a desert sheep when you can spend six to eight thousand on, on an odd ad. Yep, and and I think it's uh, desert I, sheep more impressive. It's trending up. It's a trend, and I think it. I think it is. One of the things we're seeing is a downtrend, is which I don't get is horseback trips. Because they combo horseback trips are and they're still the best. Hunts. Five years ago, you know everybody was looking for one, and now wall tent like, horseback. It's, it's because the it romance takes. of the backcountry. So this is How the what's not. Oh my God! Well, this what's should be not. the what's not horseback. What's not. It's yeah. not a what's not in my. It's not a oh, what's no, not no, in mine. Yeah. No, no, hey, let's break got, this down. That. That's actually a really good, uh, really good point, bleep. Let's break this down. So we would say in order: mule deer, elk. Um, then I would say Audad's probably bigger than moose, and and then moose or yeah, and then I would say coos deer. We're getting a lot of call on coos deer in Arizona. Um, places because tags are fairly available uh, available it's not a super expensive hunt um and then uh big white tail are on a click up we've got tails are always big though even on a down year they're still popular yep we but we've gotten more calls about missouri iowa um alberta saskatchewan manitoba where 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 do we go kill a big white tail somewhere where ehd didn't just ravage them yeah not yeah not not where not where droughts affect them you know what i'm saying and so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty 
It's pretty crazy. So, um, but that's what I would say the top five are. So what's not? What's not is uh, horseback Bla- trips. Well, blacktail hunting is never that popular. No. That's because you're nice. in a rainforest. Who wants to hunt in a rainforest? But I tell I'll you, tell you another one that's popular, though, is caribou. I think caribou are pretty popular. I think they're the most – yeah, you know what? Caribou is a click-up. Because people are so really expensive, and people are starting to panic, and they say, well, I better shoot caribou because it used to be five grand. Now it's 15 grand. Five grand for two. I, I, I actually got two caribou on a semi-guided DIY hunt for thirty-two fifty. Yeah. I mean, the caribou it, have gone up almost yeah. more than any other animal. Club Chambeau in yeah. Quebec. I flew to Montreal to Shefferville. Yeah, well, you used to be able to go to Courageous Lake and it was 4,200 for I'd two. Say, I'd say half to two-thirds of the caribou areas that people hunted 10, day, 10 years or 15 years ago are not available right now. Right. Yeah, so we got we to gotta put that on the what's hot list, bleep, is, is caribou. So what's not? Um uh, I don't understand. You said blacktail. I don't understand why they're not. Because I have to tell you, one of the best hunts I've done in the last three years. That's is, a, that's is, a, and I'm doing that's it a next sick of blacktail. But they also have the Columbia blacktail. The Columbia blacktail live in a thick rainforest. Yeah. And they're and like you hunted alpine. It's like a mini sheep hunt. Uh, it's actually more fun than a coos deer hunt. Dude, you get I, wet I gotta tell time. you, because I'm booking that hunt next December. I, I think Jonathan Ankner and myself, and we're gonna I'm gonna take some. Uh, um, they're fun uh, the, and they're high success low stress you, you don't have to be that good in. of a hunter yeah. to shoot a coos deer is way harder if you don't go guided on a coos deer hunt and you don't have good optics you won't kill a good coos deer reference uh, episode 37 episode 37 yeah. is that the black your sitka deer yeah unbelievable hunt i still think about it today every, all the time and you know, it was like it was like hunting a grizzly bear or a brown bear. Yeah, the brown bear there. Yeah, so 37 was my football number. <laughs> I got COVID and I didn't get a go, and that's where you put the number 37. That's <laughs> special and near and dear one, to yeah, me. Brad, that means that's that's kinda, right. Now that, that you mentioned it. for the team. I remember now. Oh my <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you get a colonoscopy on that day just Believe, to make up for it? If, if we could put something on there like a triple asterisk, because that might be why we should put a disclaimer. <laughs> that might be why it's such a great hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I would have been there, I would have taught him not to go chop wood in his Crocs in the ice, and he wouldn't have almost... That is, uh, Crocs should not be used for any activity other than... Pissing Dude. and glassing. Oh, oh my the gosh. details are contained do not within work episode around, 37. Do not work around hammers and equipment or anything with a Crocs on. Maybe that's why it's not so popular anymore. Is okay. your foot healed yet? <laughs> so what's not? I would say that's not hot. I would say also what's not hot. That polar we bears. Uh, polar bears is not hot. We sold a few couple well, polar bears. Well, people are so. pissed off they can't bring them back. Um, yep. Uh, but I would Musk say. Muskox is not that hot. Backpack hunts well, aren't that hot. She, she, no, honestly, she, anything that requires a lot of work, whether it's a, the general it's working gonna, public, yeah. uh, you know, in the U.S., doesn't want to work. It's going to be a subset of people that want to do that. Pe- people yeah, always say totally. to me, are sheep, are sheep hot? Sheep is a subset of people that want to do it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, because, in, and there's not, it's not just because of economics of it. It's a physically, physically intensive. Oh my god! Sleeping gosh. on the ground and eating backpack food, and you, you honestly have to build a mindset for it, and you either love it or you don't, because it's like, you know, most um, most there's of you nothing got, better like, though. Yeah. The reason I love sheep hunting, <laughs> really, because you love it. But another reason I, I love guys sheep that hunting. Go, so do you like worse. Brian? You like sheep hunting? Yeah, but you know what I like sheep <laughs> hunting about sheep hunting? You don't have to take a freaking nap during the day and speak your monkey because everything's sleeping in the bushes. You can spend all day hiking. And then you can take a nap because you're so physically tired you can't function without napping. It's not because you have to take a nap because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> okay. I guess we <laughs> – Brian's back. Hello. I, I Brian Martin. What do you think about it? 
Audad hunting is hunting. Asians hunting. Africa's hunting. That's why I like it. Well, you can antelope hunt all day long, too. And oh, yeah. you know what's funny is antelope so are underappreciated and should be more appreciated. Actually, can't, because antelope are more popular than people think. Yeah. You know, they're a it hasn't been, beautiful you know, Four or five years ago, it was like, man, we couldn't book enough antelope hunts. And um, we still book them. I and mean, we booked antelope hunts last week. I would say antelope is the most underrated Western big game animal right. on planet Earth because it's a great hunt. Well, when it's I easy, took, though. Anybody uh, can do antelope hunting. Well, it's not. See, I, I, I don't know because, okay, we, I just had this because I have a brand new hunter who's never hunted and he wants a hunt and Kelly suggested antelope. And I'm like, you know, that very well could be a four or 500 yard shot. They're a flighty animal. I personally don't think they're the perfect starter animal because they can be a little. Well, they are a small target. Many chances. I know. I know. That's the nice thing. You can be a massive screw up and shoot four times well, a day. Bailey, it was funny. <laughs> you have a 100% shot opportunity. Yeah. Good. <laughs> oh. But we shot Bailey's deer and we were, uh, we were tooling around on the ranch. And Bailey goes, I want to shoot one of those. They are gorgeous. And I mean, they are really a pretty animal. They're unique. Super cool. And they smell wild. <laughs> just take, so, just take, so just take back, a ribeye and yeah. rub it on the hock of an antelope and put it back in your tray and see what happens if somebody buys Go, that. Going back to what's <laughs> not, would you say sheep hunting is a click down, antelope hunting is a click down? Sheep hunting is not? not down. It's just people get tired of spending he, the money. Okay. Here, here's the problem. Sheep hunting, I wouldn't say it's down, but I wouldn't say it's up. And and so does it make it flat? I will tell you this. What, I'm, what I hear and what I see is the supply shrinking. Canada it has 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 boogered it up. I agree. COVID has boogered uh, Asia, and Russia, Europe up and Russia, all that because you know, people yeah. are like because yeah. Russians can't get here, but we can get there. It, you know, and, and the political landscape in the last year has just really interrupted. It lacks a lot. all common sense. It, it, yeah, and I don't want to go down that road. We should probably do one. We'll on, talk about that in a later podcast. Yeah, we should actually do one on political uh, landscape and what it does to hunting and where we stand on that. Um, well, did you see that thing that Europe, uh, UK is trying to ban uh, import of all hunting? Yeah. So well, there's a good look, look at Kenya. Kenya banned hunting in 1971, and there's only there's 70% less animals there than there was when there was hunting. Hunting is not responsible. Whether you like hunters or not, they're not responsible for the loss of animals. But I would say I would say sheep, just to keep this on track oh, yeah, here. We're off track. I, I would say, because we should do a podcast on that, Brian, um, and we should come up with some stats and really do our homework on that, um, which I know you would love to do. Um, the uh, I would say sheep are flat because of the landscape with COVID and the political world. There's a lot of people that go, I could afford that. I always wanted to, but right now there's there's no joy in it, and I, well, it's not as easy. I would say more. three there's reasons. There's some unknowns. COVID is definitely a player. Fiscal ability is a player. And physical ability is a player. And mental toughness to tolerate hardships. Yep. So, I mean, you, you add all those things up. And the weather wasn't great this last year either, well, but that, we can yeah. talk about that later. Well, that's the physical. The weather's, yeah. a, I mean, the mental part of it's it. It's going to always be a part of it. The other thing that I think from, I, I don't know, you guys tell me. Um, you, oh, here's another one that, that we're seeing a, a spike in. What's hot would be waterfowl hunting. It's, it's Sitka has just thrown a boatload of money at it so they didn't have their marketing guys with gore not do it does that make sense mm -hmm. they, they don't have their marketing guys oh. at gore go hey do a study for us and not uh, and then tell us what's not hot you know um but and and we get a lot Sign of me up for dove hunts 
Dove hunts. Yeah, dove hunts. Those are hot, especially when your barrel's so hot that if it touches your neck, sizzles your neck like a curling iron. Waterfowls like golf, though. You can go out for a couple of days and go on a trip and have a great trip and, and go back. You don't need a big excursion. Yep. You don't have to fly in bush planes and float planes and horses. So three days of waterfowl hunting is a lot of action. We have one bad day and two good ones or something. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's a good a assessment. A couple grand for flights and tips and a hunt, and it's cheap. Yeah, so I, so I would say horseback trips are down. I would say moose hunts are down. The other thing I see is down is black bear hunts, and I don't get it. Because black bear hunts for a big game hunt, uh, for a 100% success opportunity. We have a lot of hunters that honestly, you know, that that's what they should do full time. It's just black bear hunt over bait. Um, <laughs> well, is, is there, what, what I find, though, Brian, there's actually a group of black bear guys that go every year. Um, but they, they just typically book with the same outfitters. They'll go to Saskatchewan. They'll go to Alberta and go on these baited hunts. It's a, it's a golf weekend. Yeah. And so it's a lot a of your, your black bear guys sometimes will repeat like whitetail guys. And you don't have a lot of new guys just jumping into it. A lot of them already know where they're going to go. Um, but there's a lot of guys. But we've seen trends over 10 years. You know, some some jump at it, some don't. We're, we're pretty. I don't know if Black Bear ever had Canada a huge too. Tra- Canada's had two years of been so screwed up with Well, Canada bear hunting is easy. The lower 48 doesn't have as easy a bear hunting. No, Because a doesn't. lot of the places you got to draw, there's only a couple places down here that allow dog hunting for bears now because of all the greenies. Right. California was some probably some of the very best bear hunting with dogs and that's closed. Oregon used to be amazing bear hunting with dogs is closed that Colorado closed. Stupid. I mean, but dog hunting is the best way to know that what you're shooting before you shoot it. You know, you go spot and stock yeah, hunting. Yeah. It's way easier to shoot a female. And it's easier with dog hunting to, to, to take the only mature boars. Northern Wisconsin still does dog hunting, so can I have an amen to them? So anyway, that that's what we see. You know, that I don't know. What I would encourage... You also don't have wounded bears with dogs because if you do wound it, the dogs are going to catch it. Spot and stock black bear hunting is the most wounded animal in North America, in my opinion, outside of archery yeah. elk hunting. No, you're right. I, archery I elk hunting has you. a lot of wounding. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, you know, you were talking about what's hot, what's not. What about trends today? Uh, what are you guys seeing with archery versus, you know, firearms? Uh, what are you seeing with DIY versus guided? Any trends this year? Well, D- there's a lot of DIY shows out there. And there's a lot of shows that said, well, you know, they, I, I always laugh. They said, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this hunt to feed my family. No, you're not. If you want to feed your family, you're going to go shoot a beef or go to the Brian's Butcher Shop and buy a beef. You go hunting because it's fun. And it is a natural way to feed yourself, but that's not why you do it. So, but that's kind of the trend. There's a lot of the shows like the meat eaters yep. and like the social media, like they're showing their steak and their whatever. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's. It is what it is, but it, that part's kind of trendy. So coming back and hunting for meat is getting more trendy, especially during COVID. There's a lot more people that are going. So those are some trends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think DIY versus guided, you know, you're always going to have that young bucks with a bow um, that have 40 acres that they've hunted and they can go kill anything anywhere. And, and there is a romance to them feeling out that they, they should just be able to go anywhere and figure it out. And, you know, there, there's some great examples and some television shows that have showed it. I always laugh. You know, Remy Warren, obviously, is a friend of ours, and I really appreciate what Remy does. But And Remy uh, does a lot of DIY stuff. But what people don't know is Remy owns a guide service um, and is a world-class guide and outfitter. Um, he does a really he's great job. He's guided in many places. And he's guided all over the world. New and, Zealand, and Montana guy, mainly. 
And, and so here's a guy that has all this experience that brings it to TV. So my encouragement is if you're watching a guy like Remy Warren, don't sit there and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to live and die by the DIY uh, badge. How about live and die by the DIY Remy Warren's education to make you a better hunter? And as Brad always says, when you go and you do do a little crossover and maybe um, – hire a guide know you hired him for access education and um and and game and and then you don't have to check your would you say check, check your, your brain head, at the door to, you don't have to check your brain at the door you need to go in there and contribute good guides will go what do you think of this especially if they know they're with an experienced hunter good point you know i i hunted a good, with one a good of the, guide is like going to a going to a really good college class and with a great professor and sitting in the front row 100%. and actually paying attention to what they say 100 kind of a mentor Ryan. like a mentor yeah. Or, or, or even okay. so much picture this. this. You go elk hunting, your first time, archery elk hunting. How many people do that? It's yeah. great. It's great. It's hard. There's a skill set to archery elk hunting. <laughs> then you, you dump an uh, 837-pound animal. It's hot now. It's 92 degrees during the top of the day. Okay, you got to know how to break this thing down, get it out, hung, hang it up, get it in the shade, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of value in all those little tidbits well, that a guy and, can kind of pick yeah. up on and i look at it like this you know i hunted this year with one of the arguably you know maybe not maybe but one of the most experienced alaska sheep guides he's one of the top ones right yeah now. yeah and i was blessed definitely to top 10 percent we put almost 90 miles on our feet could he hang days. with you <laughs> he could hang with me. <laughs> Here's the thing. And, and I, learned, I suppose he was bitching about you being 6'4", and I got to keep up with you. Great I learned, big Sasquatch. So no, he's got to stride he, like this. Because right? he's 6'2". Um, but uh, I would tell you this. I learned more from him, and and he didn't ask me to check my brain at the door, and he's one of the top. He would be like, so what do you think we should do here? Where are we going here? Or, or what do you think over there? Well, a really, and, really good guide? is confident but not cocky and he knows yeah and he lets the people get involved yeah and and you know what and and he was like you know he wasn't gonna argue with me about my shooting abilities and what i couldn't couldn't do we went to the range the day i got there and he's like you're my guy um and i'm like yes i am he's like we're gonna have fun you just told <laughs> him anything inside of 75 yards it's as good as let's dead. not exaggerate i said 48 <laughs> yards 48. <laughs> um so anyway but my point is is that i think that there's a curve there and if you're a diy guy you know there's a, always the trend of the diy guy coming in but that trend's going away. DIY is awesome too. It, it is, but I got to tell you, that trend's not necessarily going away. But it's a vicarious liability uh, to say I'm just a DIY guy because you are closing your exposure to a commodity that's shrinking. And, sure. and that's that's private land or that's la these ranchers and well, farmers. Out, people outside go, of North oh, I used to be able to ask for permission. Well, yeah. Now they're subsidizing their income yeah. with animals, which they should. It's their right. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Sorry. Well, outside of North America, there's very few places you can do DIY. So if you want to experience more species mm -hmm. than the ones than about 15, I don't know how many species you can DIY in the U.S. if you don't live in Canada, but it's not many. Brian, what's the success rate of a stone sheep hunt in uh, BC, Maybe yeah, 10, right. 10 to 15 percent with a resident. With a resident, yeah. what do you think it is with a guide? The best areas, 80 to 90. Mm, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> 95. Big there you go. Yeah. There you go. No, no a bad stone sheep area in a bad year might be 50 50. 
maybe even 40%. But that would be, and, and the resident, on a great year, the residents might get, kill 15 to 20%, a bad year, 5 to 10. I'm at 50-50 with stone sheep. I went once and didn't get one. But like you didn't hunt the whole time. If you'd hunt the whole time because you because the season ended, you just weren't able to do, it was a yeah. last-minute hunt. Yeah, if you'd gone right. the whole time, 14 days, you would have killed one. I would have killed one, yeah. Um, so anyway, well, listen, I, I, you know, here's the thing. No matter if you're DIY, if you're not, if you go, well, what about this trend? What about that trend? Give us a call. 605-644-8000. 605-644-8000. We're here to answer your questions. Member or not, we want to help you. Um, now, if you're interested in our membership, I, I would in, uh, strongly encourage you to get a hold of us. Uh, go to our website, rollingbones.com. We have over 450 outfitters that have been vetted and we have um, really close to a thousand adventures that those 450 outfitters support. And we have more that we haven't put on, but, uh, and we have unlimited all 50 states application service uh, that, that we help our members with. So if you're interested in getting help with applications, advice where to go, hunting locations, uh, concierge service for travel. Make sure you take the guests out of it. Get a hold of us. Okay? Hunt layaway plan. Yeah, the hunt layaway. I, I know you love And you know what's funny is? It's funny you say that because Lindley just told me yesterday, we just had a picture of a, a young man, about 29 years old to be specific, that went to Montana that a year and a month or two months ago started putting $300 a month away towards his hunt. And he just kept sending it in every month he just got hit his bank account for it that and he just killed a super nice tom in montana great on story. Day, day five of his hunt and there's a picture of him. i'm gonna put that's a big that's, uh, that's a, a big, big lion tom. Man. yes it is and i'm gonna put it on there so if you're interested in the membership you 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 want to become a part of a community a perfect no our best efforts every day absolutely if you're looking for service access value education get a hold of us and uh, we would help you out no matter what, okay? No so, inflation on that membership either. None. <laughs> no, no inflation on that. So just a quick reminder, visit us at rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. Maybe it helps you start down the road of becoming a hunter no matter where you're at in your hunting game or on your trajectory at becoming the best outdoorsman you can possibly be. So we appreciate you listening. Thank you very, very much for your time today. And until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.